do it. Three, two, one. Happy Sunday, everyone. Welcome to the smartest guy in the room. I'm your host, Jerry Dempsey, with my good pal, Matthew Smith. Hey, Matt. Jerry, today is our first... Well, I guess you can't really say it's our first show of fall, but since uh, fall starts September 21st, but technically, or officially, I guess, not technically, it really is our first day, uh, show of fall since the summer is unofficially or officially over, depending on how you look at it. Well, I can tell yeah. you what's falling is a lot of rain here in my neck of the woods. And what I really, I like the rain, you know, it's great for my lawn, it's great for the gardens, trees, etc. But what it's not good for is my TV. Now I have, you know, because I'm so rich and wealthy, um, I have satellite dish. And wait, you is it on your house or is it? It's in my yard. I don't have one of those giant ones. <clears throat> I got you drunk. See? I got drunk once and passed out inside a satellite dish in Dayton, Ohio. Like like a news station satellite yeah, dish? Yeah, it was out it was at the we were I was at the University of Dayton and uh they had one on the yard of the uh like I guess it was the media building. I crawled mm-hmm. in it. Was it like one of those big white ones or like the metal mesh the black mesh? It was a big ones? white one. It was a big white one. Did you talk to aliens when you're in there? <laughs> it's not like being inside a, a womb. That's really weird. <laughs> I uh, I got drunk one time, and then my friends brought me home, and it happened to be garbage night in my neighborhood, and they they tricked me into thinking they were putting me in bed when they were putting me on a bed of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I slept there for a few hours. <laughs> uh, I woke up with fly larvae in my ear. It's fucking great. <laughs> It's like an earworm. That's right. That's probably, that's probably what started me down the path. <laughs> so so back to your satellite dish. Well, okay. So I was trying to tape some things or record some things. Can't say tape anymore. No one knows what the fuck you're talking about. But uh, what I found on the internet was interesting. It was like, so satellite dishes, when it rains, uh, the rain interrupts the feed. And your TV gets fucked up and you can't watch it. And on also on the internet, I found that if you spray WD-40 on your satellite dish, it actually counteracts the rain and, and uh, improves you know, your connectivity to the satellite. And then you can actually watch your show. That so is, I was really fucking happy about that. Go ahead. That's amazing. That WD-40 is like... It's like a miracle drug for what I have you. I'll tell you what, man, it really is in our world. Well, you know, goes back to the broken window theory. You know, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of whatever the fuck. Pound of cure. There you go. See, I knew you knew that stuff. Remember when all you ever needed was duct tape or so we were told? I can't even remember what that was for. What was that for? When did that come out? Duct tape, I mean, like most at things like that were invented by military, like napalm. <laughs> but what? But remember, like we were all supposed to stock up on duct tape. Was that, did that have something to do with terrorism or something like that? 
I don't know. You tell me. It was like a government, like uh, direct, not a directive, but like a recommendation. But really, I think uh, all you really need is WD forty. Does everything. Well, well, I used to work on cars with my dad, and you know where we grew up, and you know the the the. First off, it's cold as hell, and it's very miserable from a weather point of view. But what um, Buffalo does, and probably other places did too, if you remember in the winter, they would salt the ever-loving shit. They put more salt on the roads than I put on my french fries. <laughs> and that, that lends to like every car, even new ones, just being rusted way before their time. Yeah. And my dad used to use this stuff. Like, he used to... Getting bolts off. My dad worked on old cars and did a bunch of shit like that. Yeah. Everything was rusted. And he would use this product. It's probably a, a, a brother or sister of WD-40 called Never Seize. And he would put that on every nut and bolt. Because, I mean, we would break bolts. He would try to, like, heat them up with his acetylene torch to get them off. But you know what the best part about trying to get a bolt off, a really rusty bolt off some kind of car or whatever you're working on? is when you put every ounce of energy into that push or pull, and then you smash your knuckles <laughs> when it comes off. <laughs> hey, speaking of, just, I'm just curious, because I always wanted to learn to do this, and uh, I still do. Your dad was a welder. Do you, do you know how to weld? I took a welding class, and he taught us some stuff. But I mean, like anything else, Matt, Knowing how to do it is a function of practice and, you know, I'll use your Malcolm, not yours, but Malcolm Gladwell's term, the 10,000 hours. Yeah. The fucking more you do it, the more you get better at it. And it's just, like I said, in the class, I welded a few things and the the guy was like, have you ever done this before? You're pretty good. And I didn't want to tell him the whole story. Like, well, my dad was a welder because my dad used to try to teach us how to weld. And then he would just end up screaming at us. Um, <laughs> like every dad. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, well, again, part of it's deserved and part of it, like, it's all, when you know it's coming, sometimes you massage it <laughs> yeah. to, make, to make it come you know, when you want it to. <laughs> I, wanted to I wanted to get into metal sculpture art and, uh, you know, you have to learn how to weld. And, and I didn't know how I was going to, I certainly didn't want to teach myself because it just seemed like I'd burn my house down, you know, burn my garage down. And so I looked into a school. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is when I was living in Albany and there was a school in nearby Schenectady and it was, but it was like 17,000 a year. Yeah. And I mean, those, yeah, but those are, it's like any, like a puppy mill or, or like any other, you know, kind of like a trump university um they want the fucking money you know and they're gonna slap you with a certification so you can go weld for somebody else i mean if you for art purposes you buy go buy a cheap welding machine off facebook you know learn the basics so you don't like you can electrocute yourself welding so you don't want to do that you got to ground some stuff and you know almost like jump in a car but worse because you you know Imagine putting the, the, the connectors on your balls and electrocuting your balls. Um, <laughs> the class I was in, in fact, some guy didn't set it up right and he got a big shock and he like screamed in the class. It was pretty damn funny. <laughs> I just I, remembered I, that. 
I've met a I've met a I've met someone here I've become friends with. Her son is a welder, and uh, she told me he would teach me. Well, so. I was just gonna finish. Like you can buy a welding machine real cheap. Look at some online videos. Like I took a class at a nonprofit, uh, and I'll bet they have one in your area. And it was like 120 bucks, you know, and they, it was a couple hour class. I think there was two of them and, you know, they had a whole shop. So it was a lot of fun and you just shoot the shit with the people and you, you know, you could go to a junkyard and just get some old scrap and practice your welds on the scrap. But yeah. basically once you complete the weld, the idea being is the area you've welded those two pieces of metal together to, with is as strong as the entire piece of metal itself. And we kept welding these two pieces of metal together and then taking a hammer or, you know, like a sledgehammer to it and seeing what part of metal would break first. So if, if your weld doesn't break before another piece of the metal, then you know you've done something right. Does that make sense? Man, we are, uh, we're so vocational today. I know, but I mean... It's the only way we have to, you know, and, and I'm going to just mention the topic. We're going to talk about the queen, but um, the queen is dead. Yeah. God save her. Um, hopefully he did <laughs> for something. Maybe she'll be useful in the afterlife. Um, but like getting back to basics, I always think is where humans have to evolve our next you know, I was reading something about evolution and people that don't believe in it. <laughs> and I love the argument, like, how did we evolve from apes if they're still here? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, because God made us out of a rib <laughs> or something. <laughs> like, I saw this meme that said, God created the universe from nothing. Also, God needed Adam's rib to make a woman. <laughs> All God really needed was WD-40. <laughs> I agree. And some duct tape. <laughs> uh, I think there's a comedian that talks about that, but I don't know who it is. Yeah, because I'm telling you, duct tape duct tape was a thing. We were like all we were told about the importance of duct tape, and I can't remember why. You know what I always enjoy is when I see a car on the road that has very meticulously duct taped either like a door or a bumper or a window <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and then they, they spent like a lot you could tell they put a lot of time into making it look nice yeah and then they're driving around like that probably for a couple of years it's like people that drive on the donut you know the spare <laughs> it's not it's meant to just get you to the gas station and they, they're like oh i put thirty thousand miles on the donut <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just because it lasts long doesn't mean you should take full advantage of it, I guess. What's the right answer? Uh, so the queen. Yeah, it's pretty sad. Was it I, don't, I mean, I try to look at things like this with an open mind. Um, yeah, I do too. But yeah, go. I mean, well, go ahead. You, you first. Well, but. yeah, I was watching your least favorite news channel. And they had this guy, Piers Morgan, on. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure they blame Biden. <laughs> Pretty sure. Uh, yeah, she was poisoned by one of his ilk 
Um, no, but like this guy got all weepy and he was just going on, just blathering. I mean, he's a blathering person to begin with, but but he's, you know, I don't know. What's the right way to describe a guy like that? I mean, he's been around a long time. He's very famous. He's made a lot of money doing whatever the fuck he does. He's from England, right? I mean, he's, he's English. <sighs> yeah, but I mean, he just like went on and on about the queen. And, it, you know, it, it begged or it drove me to kind of look into the psychological aspects of stuff like that. And the only thing I could come up with is like people look at that, especially not just British, but maybe the whole of probably white people. I'm just going to venture to say that because if, I mean, if I'm black, I don't want to project any of my feelings onto black people, but I look at that queen and I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, uh, I did a lot of, uh, you know, for me, I, I, I don't really have an opinion on the queen's death either way. You know, I mean, uh, I read that, you know, Prince Harry was, or is he a prince or I don't know. I think he's a prince, Prince Harry. I think Harry Charles son, uh, who, him and his wife have been, uh, you know, I guess rethinking their royalness and have been fleeing uh, England mm-hmm. to live a, a a less crazy life, which is controversial in itself. I know that Pierce Morgan, the guy we're talking about, called on uh, Charles to strip Meghan and Harry of their titles. Um, but anyway... You know, I don't have an opinion on Queen Elizabeth. Uh, I don't really get the whole royal stuff, but I read that Harry was very broken up. He was very, very close to her, and, you know, I feel bad for him. But, uh, you know, I don't I don't know what to make of it. It's 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 a thing. It's, it's I can't relate to that entire scene, you know, of having a a, a monarch in your country that. I can't really figure out what they did. Uh, uh, You know, the biggest impact for me in America here was, you know, in wake of her death, the Premier League canceled all the games this weekend. So that threw my weekend off. Right on. Yeah, so two things. One, I didn't, you know, you know, it's like a grandma, someone passing. So to your point, there's a sentimentality that's like, oh, you know, this lady who's been around forever, you know, she's seen a lot, right? Um, now she's gone. It's kind of, it's just like, there's a, there's a tradition and a connectedness that connects a lot of people. Yeah. Um, if you just, you know, if you try not to look at it too closely, it's like looking at a piece of art. The closer you look at it, all you see are the little strokes, but then you sit, you get back and you kind of see the bigger picture. Um, but I mean, humans in general, we, you know, and this is like a psychology thing. We need tradition. We, we, in somewhat, for some reason, I don't know, inside of us, you know, even, even if it's just to rebel from it, at some point, you're going to create your own tradition. So even if I say, I don't like the queen, you know, maybe me and you go off and start our own tribe. We're going to start our own and form our own traditions. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just something I think humans need. They need to feel connected. And I think 
especially for British people, they could all share that common, like, this is our thing. It's just like when you talk about soccer or football, maybe we should call it, cool. <laughs> you know, that connects you to all those people. Right. You know, I, I'm not, I wasn't saddened by her, her death, but I, I wouldn't say that I was ambivalent about it either. You know, I never really understood Royal watchers in America, you know, the, the, that sort of fascination here. Well, I guess I, you know, I understand it because people here probably see that life as a fairy tale, but that, that attitude also comes with like, you know, some, some ignorance because, you know, her death was viewed differently by people in different countries, you know, I mean, here, her life was like a fairy tale to people, but, you know, in, in, over in Europe, it's far more complicated. She, her death was like widely mourned in England, but like I spent a lot of time the last few days, I've been reading uh, what they call Irish Twitter and black Twitter. <laughs> yeah. And oh my God. I mean, she, she is being ex- excoriated on, on that. I just liked, you know, I didn't think anything. I wasn't even thinking about it until I saw the meme Lizzie in a box. <laughs> yeah, over in, over in, you know, Ireland at the soccer games there, they've been singing, uh, they've been singing Lizzie's in a box. You know, I mean, it's just, and then there was like a, there was a headline in a newspaper in, uh, I think it was Ireland. I think it was like a, it's a, you know, it's, it's a comedic newspaper, but the headline was 73 year old man finally gets a job, you know, talking about, <laughs> talking about Charles, you yeah. know, I just saw and then some there's, video of him yelling at uh, one of his little assistants. <laughs> there's still a lot of, you know, people in Ireland who blame the queen's ro- the queen for her role in the, you know, uh, for all sorts of problems that are happening there, uh, still, you know, uh, um, black Twitter, there was one, you know, I, I saw, um, there was a post on t- black Twitter about this woman who during Kenya's struggle for independence, uh, from, British colonial rule was this woman had her like eyes hacked out with a machete and, and, uh, uh, you know, there's still, you know, it's, I think the woman was from, yeah, well, I, you know, I'm not sure where she was exactly from, but you know, there's, I guess my point is all this pain on the part of people in different countries in Europe like Northern Ireland and some of the like countries like Rwanda and Africa. And, you know, it's just, it's such a complicated history. And what I love is that I, I watch Americans on Twitter, you know, lecture people in Northern Ireland and the, some of these African countries. And it's, this is such an American thing to do to tell other people how their perspective is wrong, even though that Americans, have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. I mean, so it's very, I feel very uh, uh, uneasy about having, that's why I, I have, I'm uneasy about having an opinion on the queen's death. 
other than that she was a person, you know, and like, you know, you don't want to see anyone die, but. I don't know. I can see all of it. Uh, not all of it, but as much as I can take in. But I'm like, uh, I started just thinking about a comparison. Kind of, I guess, to like how the Catholics have the Pope. Like, what the fuck does the Pope do? Like, we consider him like, well, he doesn't do shit except sit around, you know, on the Pope mobile waving at people. <laughs> but I mean, it's that symbolicness, I guess, right? I mean, maybe it's part of that that keeps us human and keeps us from descending into just animals because. And again, I'm just being very dramatic here for fun. But, you know, like remembering our humanity is something we have to constantly do. You know, um, yeah. I accidentally cut this dude off the other day. And I mean this with all sincerity. I mean, sometimes I cut people off on purpose. Trust me. Uh, but like, I don't know what I just I merged lanes and this guy was coming up real fast. And uh he fucking goes around me and then got in front of me and starts hitting the brake. And he's like in some little shit box, like one of those Honda Civics that's tricked out, you know, with the big muffler and shit. And I'm in a fucking 7,000 pound Dodge Ram 2500. And I'm like, dude, I'll, <laughs> I will literally roll over you like fucking a truckosaurus. And like, I just, I literally got over and then got off the highway because he was going to keep fucking with me and I got off the highway and then went around and just got back on you know a couple exits up the road or whatever the fuck I did just to get away from him but I'm like that guy wanted I like and I had no I had no now 10 years ago I might have like tried to run him off the fucking road I don't even know where the story is coming from but it's like it just shows because I've seen this and I talked to cops about this like it's so easy. We have like this nice structure to our civilization, but we forget how delicate it, can, it is <laughs> and how quickly things can turn. <clears throat> well, yeah, I mean, the, the, I, I, I think I understand how that parallels to the queen uh, or the structure <laughs> of society. But, but no, I mean, going back to like the Pope or the queen, you know, the Pope is the face or the symbol, I guess, of the church for people. But then the church is a symbol of certain things to different people. You know, I mean, some people see that symbol as, you know, the church is symbolizes oppression and, you know, the ill treatment of women and, and, you know, so there's that, the link between the Pope and the way people see the church and, the same thing with the queen, you know, she's the face or the symbol of the monarchy, but then the monarchy to people is a symbol of oppression and things like that. You know, I don't, again, this isn't my opinion. I don't, I just don't, I don't have that historical knowledge uh, of the monarchy. And, and again, it's a very complicated history and, and I don't want to hear really anyone in America talk, tell anyone about the history because they read a fucking couple books or, you know, they have someone in their family through marriage that came from England. You know, I hate I hate that kind of shit. You know, like, don't. It's just, again, we, we, we're not going to understand the perspective of people 
in Northern Ireland or the African countries. And we're not going to understand the perspective of people in England who, who, you know, who feel that closeness to the queen and are, were traumatized by her. I read, I read quotes from rock stars on the queen's death. And even like, <laughs> even Johnny Rotten, you know, who wrote that controversial song in the seventies, God Save the queen. Uh, you know, he had nothing but nice things to say about the Queen, you know? So, I mean, you know, it's just a world I don't understand. I roger that, and now you've got, like, that song playing in my head. God save the Queen! <laughs> Santa. Like, after our call, I'm going to have to look it up and play it. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, he was, like, he's he was talking about... And, again, like, people hear that song and they automatically think, Oh, well, they all hate the queen, you know? And, and so again, it's even for me to judge the song, I just don't understand the perspective. He was talking about, he was saying this week that there was a, it was a political song. It had nothing to do with attacking her as a person or anything like that. So, you know, there's this, there's this history that I, you know, I'm just never going to be an expert on. And there's this perspective I'm never going to be an expert on. Uh, and, you know, I, you can't, no matter how you feel about the queen, either way, you can't deny she was this, she was this cultural symbol, you know? I mean, she had been around in that position for, what, 70 years? Think of Long that. Long time. 70 years. Long it's just, time. Just you crazy. Know, and you can mock... Yeah, you can mock anything on this planet, right? Um, and criticize someone else's life because you think it's easier than yours. But she had to get up every day and be the fucking queen. That, yeah. You know, I mean, she's not they, having couch days, laying around, smoking cigarettes, scratching her balls, watching TV. You know, I was thinking of that because, like, I, I was I was following some of the coverage and, you know, there she is in Africa and she's she's like 93 yeah. And I'm like just thinking that's got to be, you know, again, does she have an easy life in terms of economics and things like that? Sure. But like to be 93 and having to travel to Africa, that's got to be taxing on someone. Let me ask you a question. When you got married and you had to walk, you know, remember like they finished the ceremony, kiss the bride. Then you got to walk down the aisle and have everyone look at you. I fucking hated that. How much did you love that? Could you imagine doing that every fucking day and everyone cheering for you and you're like, fuck you all. <laughs> that's a good point. But, you know, I mean, I that's a good point because the thing I hated, I can remember telling my wife this and I, I still talk about it, this. I hated like being up there on that altar and then walking down the the aisle, like you just said, I hated the, I hated that the focus was on, was on me for that hour. You know, I just, it, it, I can remember like sweating profusely and that was why. So, yeah, I mean, I, these people, you know, they're like animals at the zoo. They are a human zoo. And I actually had, if you saw my notes, I made a little bullet point of that. Um, they are a human zoo. And that's why I actually, you know, not that I weigh in too much on this stuff, but you brought up Meghan Markle and Harry and their desire to just like decouple from that whole world and just go live whatever kind of normal life they can scrabble together. So, I mean, you know, 
maybe I'm not supposed to weigh in as some dumb American, but I can see them just saying, fuck this shit, especially after what happened to their mom or his mom. Yeah. Yeah. Like, fuck this shit. I just want to go be as normal a human as I can without like everyone looking at me like I'm some kind of circus freak. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. More than I get anything else. Yeah. I mean, some, some of the vitriol expressed toward the queen was for shit that happened way before her lifetime. Yeah. And then, but again, it's because she symbolized, you know, this monarchy that she was born into. Like, there's here, I'm going to read this one quote. Like, <laughs> this is from this person in Ireland and, She's saying that she's not emotional about the queen one way or another, but she's shocked by how many people think the potato famine was due to crop failure and don't know the English exported food from Ireland to England during that time, enough food to feed all the Irish who died. Now, again, I have no idea if that's true. It is. I was there. (laughs) But I guess my point is, like, you know... (laughs) It's not her fault. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's just, you know, this woman has taken a lot of shots in her death for shit that was very far out of her control. Uh, But But she's a symbol. Yeah, go ahead. She's a symbol to this institution that people equate with uh, evilness. By the same token, though, I saw a tweet from Little Steven, you know, from... uh, the Bruce Sopranos. Springsteen street band in the Sopranos. And he was talking about how when he was younger, he was against the queen because he was against the idea of, uh, you know, the institution of a monarchy. But now when he got older, he looks upon her and her family and their life. And it's all just a fairy tale to him. And, you know, I don't know. Again, that's come. It's this guy with a platform kind of telling America that like, it's all just a fairy tale. And there's a lot of people around the world and a lot of different countries who would disagree with him. And to me that he just sounds stupid. I think I called him a moron. (laughs) On Twitter. I just think it's funny that Freddie Mercury had a band called queen, which was about being, I mean, I guess I didn't know, like, I didn't even know what gay was when, we were rocking out to, you know, news of the world. Uh-huh. And then one of his most famous songs is the lyric, let them eat cake, she said, just like Marie <laughs> Antoinette. So there's a lot of mixed messaging in our lives, you know. And I'm sure if Freddie Mercury was still alive, he'd be texting or, you know, tweeting about how much he loved the Queen, too. <laughs> hey, here's a, this tweet. <laughs> struck me it was the year of our lord 2022 when the black people and the irish people united in solidarity (laughs) nobody could be sure what would happen next but everyone knew it would be epic (laughs) i mean it's like you know i don't know i that's just kind of where i've been since the queen has has died i just been i've been just reading the in and kind of enjoying and kind of learning. Just I like that idea. You know, I was at, I was at a wedding that was, um, 
you know, the guy getting married was black, good friend of mine and my wife's um, amazing guy. We're still friends. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I was trying to make friends with some of the people there. I was probably one of three white people at the wedding. And I just remember somebody asked, they, they said, well, you're white. And I was like, you have to picture I was pretty drunk, too. So that, that might go without <laughs> saying, but I was. You know, and they're like, I'm like, I'm not white. I'm Irish. And in fact, I'm black Irish. And they were all like, what the fuck does that mean? So that I and the one there was an old man. Like he was the, the, the you know, the famous uh, crazy uncle. And him and I bonded immediately. And he was like, no, black Irish is a real thing. And then he started explaining it to the younger black people. And then I went from being someone they didn't like to now I was welcomed into their tribe. <laughs> yes, black Irish is a thing. Uh, definitely. Here, here's <laughs> this, tw this tweet is completely out of control. But again, it just shows this wide, varying perspective. This is from someone who's named Jabba Ambassador. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> and there's an accompanying the tweet is a Nazi concentration camp. So right away, you know, it's, it's yeah. going to be We're going there, <laughs> <laughs> but he, this person wrote, when you hate Hitler for mass murder, slavery, colonization, invasion, and ethnic cleansing, it's okay. But when African Americans, black Twitter and Irish Twitter and others hate the queen for the same, they're racist and they don't respect the dead. Selective amnesia. <laughs> so, so again, I'm not I'm not pissing on anyone's view because I just don't have the historical Oh, well, I'll add, no, you know what? I'm going to add a, a very poorly researched factoid to what you just said. Uh it's I don't know how well known it is or little known, but during World War II, there was someone in the royal family that was like talking to Hitler through the back channels that was trying to set himself up for, you know, after the fall of England, like that he could be set up as a puppet under Hitler as one of the royal family. And he ended up getting ostracized. There's like a whole show about it, I think. Right. I don't know. <clears throat> I, yeah, I hope you, that when I die, everyone on Twitter, like just bashes me. Yeah. I want to die and no one even knows I was ever around. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I wonder if the queen ever used WD 40. I can see the queen, you know, she should have had like her own DIY show. Like, you know, the queen reforms England, like one fucking house at a time. And they show her like <laughs> knocking down drywall and shit with a, with a belt on. Well, everyone has like a, it seems like everyone has a home repair show now. So on HGTV, my, my wife loves those shows. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever think of that though? Like the, was the queen even aware of like WD 40 existed? Like I can remember back in uh, when president, the first Bush was running for reelection uh -huh. and he, he, they took him inside a supermarket and uh, he was watching the checkout girl putting a carton of milk over the scanner. Mm -hmm. And he, he, you know, Bush reacted like he was watching, he, like he was, he saw an alien. Like he didn't know what to make. He was, he was fascinated by this technology 
and it was like shit that we have seen by then, like we had seen for years. It wouldn't phase anyone, but like he he couldn't get over the fact that you just run this carton of milk over a scanner and the price gets called up. And I just remember thinking, like, oh my god, like these. <laughs> it just it just. <laughs> but seemed... is that a function of him being rich or just being old? <laughs> I don't know, but it just you know it was like it was something that struck me as. Is, yeah, these people are not like us, you know. So I always wonder, like, just how much people like the Queen or anyone in those positions, you know, if they're if they're aware of things like WD forty. I would probably. I mean, I definitely don't think uh, Charles, the King, you know, could figure out what to do with the fucking socket wrench or WD forty. <laughs> I wonder really. I really wonder how much those people do for themselves in terms of, you know, dude. He yelled. That's the whole funny thing. There was a video of him. There was like something on the table, and he yelled at his little helper, like, "Move that, you fucking piece of shit." Yeah, it was like he was sitting. He was going down to sit down at a desk, and there was like a move it yourself, you big eared fuck. A pen or a piece of paper in front of the seat he was going to sit in, and he (laughs) he made people move it for him. I mean, listen, the, the, the level of disconnect people have from other shit is always going to be, you know, I mean, there's value to specialization. I mean, I could draw that comparison to like, um, you know, just your average human not knowing, you know, we want to do all this, uh, rejiggering of education, but we don't teach personal finance. We don't teach stock market 101. We don't teach anything to our fucking kids about life. And then when they fucking fail and have $120,000 in student debt for a fucking degree that means nothing, they're scratching their head going, well, I'm the victim here. Pay my debt off. <laughs> I'm sick of everyone. I'm sick of everyone who seem who just claim they have the answers to fucking everything. No one does. There are no answers. There's just more questions. Everyone, you know, every, I just, I don't, I don't want to hear it anymore. I was going to ask you if we should just do away with the monarchy. <laughs> Get rid of it. Know. I don't know. Should we? <clears throat> I mean, you know, I guess if there is some type of, uh, equi- you know, equivalency between what you were just talking about and, the monarchy and people in England, you know, people here are bitching about the, what's going to happen over the student loan forgiveness, and, you know, in, in terms of how all Americans are going to have to pay for that. And I have been reading a lot on the one complaint I, or the one, if there is any vitriol coming from people in England that I've been reading since the queen died is the, cost that the public has to foot you know the foot the bill for for every time there's some type of event involving the the royals you know yeah there's like a cost benefit analysis i'm sure it could be done because let's common, face it common people in england paying the only yeah but listen the only reason people go to england is to go fucking like tourists you know oh let's look at big ben in parliament and buckingham palace you know so, like, the tourist trap mu- industry, like, how much would that suffer, you know, if the queen and all that shit disappeared? 
Like, who the fuck would go to England for anything? Spotted yeah. dick? I mean, that, that's a good point. That's a good point. No one would travel there. The food? No. The weather? <laughs> er. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking the, the fun people to hang out with? <laughs> English cuisine. You ever know if you ever do watch Premier League football, they or soccer when they when they cut to the crowd, everybody in the crowd looks exactly the same. They're all pudgy as fuck. None of and they all have like brush cuts. You know, I just it, like when they have the really big scarves wrapped around their fat necks and <laughs> it makes their faces look like a tick. <laughs> uh. Funny, and they're, I, and they're all red faced from drinking like tons of carling. <laughs> it's so weird because I, 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 when I, I lived in Albany, I played on a soccer team for God, almost 25, 30 years, and huh. I played with a bunch of guys from England. And none of those guys looked like these people, but again, when they, when they shoot, you know, when they cut to the crowd, they all look the same there. They're all fat and pudgy and you know, and just people are ugly. They all have the brush cuts <laughs> and, and bad teeth and they're all singing. They're all drunk at 9 a.m. And <laughs> You're right. I definitely want to go to England now. <laughs> You're a good salesman. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Well, listen, buddy, we've the been running long on these ones. I think we've put a fork in this fucking one. Uh, you know, the traditions are meant to be changed, but they're also adhered to. You know, I was going to bring up as a closer, you know, I don't want to stir up any bad memories with you, but, you know, even in our own families, there's traditions. You have probably some with your kids that you've either created, some that you brought from your parents that you've either kept or discarded. Like uh, the, the old fighting of the dad. I mean, hopefully you didn't beat up your kid. No, Although I've that... seen pictures of him, he might be able to kick your ass. Yeah, um, that one that one ended. <laughs> but I mean, I didn't do that. But my dad definitely wanted to fight m- all of us, and he fought my older brother a little bit. But I mean, I'm just using that as a micro example of we do need traditions, you know. Um, yeah. So let's invent some fun ones that are you know aren't so controversial going forward. I don't Spe- know. <laughs> Speaking of tradition, one of one of the great traditions in America uh, after someone famous dies is now you're going to start seeing all this queen memorabilia and queen these, you know, these God, yeah. collectors items that are, will suddenly be for sale everywhere. <laughs> I got a qu- pair of the queen's panties <laughs> because there's nothing like the American tradition of profiting off someone's death. You got to be able to make a buck. Long live the queen. Yeah. What? Wait. What's the? You know. What? What's the controversial line in that song? Uh, God God save save the the queen. queen. No, doesn't he say something like? God save the queen. She ain't no human being. And our figurehead is not what she seems. There you go, folks. Have a great day, buddy. Peace out. Stay free. God bless the queen. God save her.